May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Cuke Audio Podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want. Within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we're doing uh, an addenda to Gloria Simonos' podcast. She sent me an email and said, Oh, David, I forgot to talk about. Well, you'll hear what she forgot to talk about. So anyway, I like talking to Gloria. So I said, Let me call you up and let's just do a short one. We went on a while, but we did keep it fairly short. Uh, hey, you, you might notice some strange sort of irritating squeaky metal type sounds that is nothing either she or I are doing it. something coming in from uh, I don't know the airwaves so uh, anyway I, I I took I took a bunch out but I don't listen to everything carefully you know for these uh, or I'd run out of time and go off a cliff so um, hey I want to call Gloria and so, here it is. Hello. Hi, Gloria. David? Yeah. Hi, hi. How are you? Okay. And how are you doing this evening, dear? I'm still a little sick, but getting better every day. So, is this the first time you've had COVID? Yeah. Oh, how bad was it? Well, it was bad enough, and I started to feel better, but I I went and started doing things too soon, and I got sick again. Oh, did you get vaccinated? Yep. How many times? Two boosters. Two boosters, yeah, we've had two boosters. We're, I think we'll be able to get our third booster any time now. Hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know they did that. Well, third booster, yeah. Uh, oh. They're they're pretty on top of it uh, in Indonesia. Uh, uh -huh. Good. They, they don't have all the uh, rancor that you got in them. America and Europe. Hmm. So, Gloria. Yeah, talk to me. After we had our conversation for the podcast, you sent me an email yeah. and said, oh, I forgot to tell you something. And it seemed very important to me considering, yeah. Yeah. you know, well, anyway, so uh, why don't you uh, tell me about that? Oh, okay. Because I was just thinking... Yeah, that was a whole part of my life that I didn't talk about, and especially considering your audience, it is important. So, um, yeah, do you ask? You want to ask me a question, and I'll, or do you want me to just talk about it? Talk. Just talk. Okay, let me think. Talk. You know what to say. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me think a second. Um, what was that in the 60s and the 70s? 
I'm just trying to think when it was. Uh, yeah, 70s sometime. I guess it was in the mid-70s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, wait a minute. Let's set it. You, you were... I, I met you at, at Zen Center in 72. I met you at Tassara. And then yeah. you went to Peru okay. for a couple of years. Yeah. So that puts you... It was about 70... Yeah, that's in the 76, 77. Yeah, when you were... Yeah. You'd met this this uh, Dutch fellow and moved right. to Amsterdam with him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what's his name? You never said his name. Franz. His name was Franz. F-R-A-N-S. Franz. When I arrived in Amsterdam, I think it was in 76, 77, I'm not sure, and um, spent a couple of years there and then a couple of years in Spain. And during that time... I attended about 10, 10 day Vipassana courses. Yeah. Uh, I traveled to England, traveled to Switzerland and France and Spain and all over Europe attending these courses. When you say course, I get the picture of you're in a classroom with a teacher talking oh, no, to you no, about no, no. Vipassana. No. Um, Vipassana courses are... 10-day silent meditation retreat. Oh, yeah, retreat. Do they call it courses? Yeah. They call it course, yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, at least they did in those days. Huh. And I practiced with, it's the Goenka tradition. Goenka. Oh, those are pretty tough, yeah. Very. And But I really, really loved doing that. And I made some of my best lifelong friends sitting next to them in silence for 10 days. Mm -hmm. Um, Special. So, uh, and then I started to organize those courses. And I sat with all of the big-time teachers, um, most of whose names I can't remember anymore, but uh, particularly in England. um, Anyway... I started organizing. I organized a few courses in Spain and in Amsterdam, and I um, I cooked for the course. I helped cook, and um, Ruth Denison was one of my teachers, who was mm-hmm. very eccentric German woman, and I enjoyed her. Um, so that was an important part of my mm, development doing all those 10-day courses. Mm. Um, yeah. I've done Vipassana retreats here in Bali, too. I like them. Oh. Although, uh, yeah, I've done about five, you know. And, and I uh-huh. do another type of retreat here, too. Uh, uh-huh. But I don't know. I meditate every day. You know, every morning I sit and I bring it into yeah. my life. And it's so... Uh, it's so hard. Uh, and, you know, I'm 77 now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I think I might do the other type that's easier. And it's Vipassana-based. Well, it's done by a, uh-huh. a, a healer here who I really like. 
And when oh. I say healer, he just uh, teaches people how to heal themselves just through the use of breath. It's pretty simple. Oh, wow. Uh, so what does that have to do with your question? Well, he, he uh, had studied for, uh, his name's Murta Ada, and he had studied with uh, uh, the uh, great uh, Vipassana uh, Balinese monk uh, here who founded uh, Brahma Vihara Rama, the uh, you know, the best-known Buddhist temple in Bali up north. So you did that in the 70s. Did you continue it yeah. in any way? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've always had, kind of incorporated into my practice. And then I met my uh, Tibetan teacher, so I went more in that direction. But I, I always loved Vipassana. Yeah. And... Um, when I was doing those courses in Europe in the uh, mid-70s, it was very wacky. It was a really strange time. <clears throat> um, I found that the meditators in, in Europe <clears throat> were far less disciplined than the people I'd met in the States. Um, people wore all kinds of strange outfits and had strange outbursts and sometimes arguments and people were, um, it was a very different vibe. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, it was really wacky and people wore all kinds of crazy stuff. When I came back to the States, I did a three week Vipassana course in Barry, Massachusetts at the Insight Meditation Center. And I could not believe what I found there after being in Europe. Um, people had these designer zafus and everything matched and beautiful meditation outfits. And <clears throat> people looked really, um, to me, like coming out of a Buddhist fashion magazine. It was totally different from being <laughs> in Europe. I'm sitting with people that actually had two women had an argument pulling their hair out, each other's hair out in France. Really? Really crazy, really crazy stuff. Really? Oh, nothing like that here. Nothing. The worst thing that I've seen happen here is, is, uh, you know, usually with American or European uh, uh, women complaining about something and the you know the Indonesians wouldn't complain you know they're just they're just cool you know uh oh but gosh. and there there's usually about half Indonesians and half foreigners and the foreigners usually uh-huh. don't know they've their first one you know go to Bali and uh-huh. meditate they don't know what they're getting yeah, into yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right uh, right the, there was a woman teacher. She's a, a renegade, uh, uh, you know, bikuni, uh, because women, mm-hmm. you know, aren't supposed to really become teachers like that. And she's Indonesian. Um, and uh, this, when, when she heard someone complain about a tourist, you know, bothering her, she said, uh, you should thank him. 
Because he showed you your meditation, it's not strong enough. <laughs> uh, right, right. Anyway, I, I would just, I'll never forget the contrast of walking into the meditation hall in Massachusetts and seeing everybody's beautiful little setup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, compared to Europe, people would just like had stuff thrown here and there and blankets everywhere and right, you know, right. a mess. A right. big old mess, which I love. Right. Yeah, I like the mess. Yeah. Um uh you know I bet there there's other types of vipassana here led by uh, western vipassana teachers and stuff. There's a lot of new age stuff here and uh yeah. I don't I I haven't looked into any of it. So I would imagine there's some of that especially around Ubud. Mm -hmm. Ubud is much yeah, yeah. more uh upscale uh, place. Um Right. right. Uh, yeah, right. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> so you had that, that uh, very strong Vipassana experience before you got in your Tibetan teacher. And Zen exactly. Center, Zen Center, where we met and where you've been around and where you met your husband, uh, did, did you ever have any practice with Zen Center? My third husband, by the way. Um, Your what? Third husband. Jay was number three. Yeah. Oh, oh, number three. Oh, wait a minute. Number one was it was uh, the Dutch guy. Who was number two? No, no. Number one was the producer of Star Trek. You never. When was that? How old were you? <laughs> I was just 22, and I met him in a bar, and he had just come back from India, and I was very, very impressed with that. Well, when you were 22, what year was that? Oh, I have no idea, but I was living in New York City. Was um, this before you came to Zen Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Before. So, it, of course it yeah. is. A couple yeah. of years before. Yeah, what year were you born? 47. 47. Ah, yeah, you're Katrinka's age. Uh, uh, so, 47, 57, 16, 69. Far out. Yeah, something like that. So. Yes, exactly. So, you met him and... And we got married, and and I never, I didn't never really liked him very much. Um, so we we would travel because he was a film producer, and um, he liked to stay in first class, and I liked to stay in youth hostels. So we didn't do very well together. Uh, we were together for two years, and that was that. Then that was the end of that. Uh-huh. Oh, that's far out. Have you ever had any contact with him since then? A little bit, but not nothing nothing to um nothing to repeat, nothing interesting. What's his name? Rick Berman. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I've had I've had three husbands. But four weddings, because I married Jay twice, 
Uh, I really like weddings a lot. And um, goodness, what I love wedding dresses. <laughs> oh my God, uh, that would never. Well, that's uh, that's uh, I wouldn't have imagined that. <laughs> you married Jay twice. What did you get? Did you get divorced and married again? No, he got cancer and he was supposed to die very soon. So we had a, another wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's very sweet. So, yeah, I'm cancer. Oh, I thought yeah. he died from uh, MS. Well, Parkinson's, actually. Yes. Parkinson's, Parkinson's. Uh, yeah, the, the cancer didn't kill him. Cancer what? Did not kill him. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, that's too bad. I really like Jay. I miss Jay. I was I always like being with him and hmm. So you all were close when he was dying. I wasn't that we weren't that close because his wife, his current wife, did not allow me too much access. So we were not um very close at that time. We were resolved in terms of our differences, but we we didn't spend time together. But you got married again. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. He was diagnosed with cancer when he was 37. Oh, I didn't understand. Oh, and he didn't die from it. No. Were you still with him when he got diagnosed with... Oh, that's skin cancer, when he had skin cancer. That's right, but it was spread, you know, it was, it was serious. We we were told he would probably have two years. Oh, so you were already married, so you just got married again. Yes. That is so... <laughs> I, drink and I have talked about people that redo their vows... And stuff. Yeah. Um, mm, oh, I'm I'm glad she's with me on that with no interest in doing that. <laughs> we just try to be good to each other, and, and we get along pretty well. We don't. Uh, she's really good. Very low on drama, and that's good. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I'd say you're a high on drama person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know how to respond to that exactly. Uh, well, you're um, you're always so full of life and so much stuff happening. And what do you think? I think you're right, um, actually, <laughs> and um, because I have so many people in my life, and so it's not simple. It's kind of complex. And mm -hmm. I think when you have so many connections and relationships that, yeah, there's going to be drama. True. Mm -hmm. And I try to be really aware and treat people well and not leave a, a footprint. Yeah, to walk the earth gently. That's what I try to do. But it doesn't always work. You know, the reason I asked about your third husband, who I thought was your second husband, Jay, Jay was is, my third, I, yeah. yeah, is, um, 
is uh, you had you've had this vipassana uh, experiences and had a um, you know a lot of vipassana and then your Tibetan teacher and Tibetan practice. But I said I met you around Zen Center, San Francisco Zen Center. Yeah. Did you ever have any practice relationship or practice in any way with the Zen Center? Uh, yeah, because we lived right around the corner on Lily Alley. And I used to sit there occasionally, not not uh, consistent. But um, I really liked the community and made some really great friends there. But it was a little, it was well, not a little, it was way too stiff for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I, I was totally an, an, an out, outlier, what do you call it? An um, outlier, that's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't yeah. fit in there at all. And um, I, so I you, really appreciated it, appreciated yeah. it. I tell people who have a problem with the, let's say, the culture of uh, mm. Zen Center. Of course, it changes through the years. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but I tell them, I say, you can always just go to the Zendo and sit. It's open. Mm. You know, if you want to sit with other people. Uh, you can go to yeah. lectures, you know. Right. If you want. Right. Uh, you don't have to talk to anybody. Doing. I would just talk to somebody here who was talking about, oh, yeah, our yoga teacher. And uh, she's yeah. Muslim, and she's pretty hip, and she meditates and stuff. And we talk yeah. about that, and we meditate together. And she was talking about joining, and when did I join the Zen Center? I said, I don't think I ever joined. Uh, <laughs> I'm a permanent, uh, I'm a, because I was a head monk, I'm a permanent member, but I don't ever remember joining. Right, uh, right, right. Uh, there was a membership. I don't know. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I can understand. Well, also, this might sound weird, but I think I was I had a lot of people I met at Zen Center who I was extremely fond of, who I really really appreciated. But I think I appreciated most most of them. More than they appreciated me. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Say it again. You appreciated most of them what? More than they appreciated me. Oh, well, that ain't true with me. I always appreciated you. <laughs> yeah, but you were like, like, I mean, I could relate to you, <clears throat> but, um, and I know you could relate to me. But there were, I don't know. It just worked out funny. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Uh, Yeah. I've never heard a bad thing about you from anyone. That's true. Well, Uh, um, that's because you live so far away. I know. I know. (laughs) We would just see each other now and then. And uh, I was, uh, while you were in the city, I was living in Bolinas, and uh, I remember mm. that uh, Jay got shot in the stomach there. Wasn't that him? Jay was filled with problems like that. Yeah, he got yeah. shot in the stomach. He got ter- terrible cancer. 
He got Parkinson's. He got dementia. The guy was a wreck. And I remember we were in Tatsuhara one year, and we were in our cabin, and a tree, we could hear it. It was like thunder, like an explosion. A tree fell and hit the roof of the cottage we were in. I ran out the door, and Jay ran towards the tree inside the cabin. <laughs> and I, yeah. I mean, he was amazing. He, he uh. was constantly, like, yeah, issues, well, troubles. I remember about his skin cancer. Did I? Maybe I knew his doctor. Um, Rick was one of his doctors. Right. I think maybe it was Rick who was mad at him because he was told about it when there was, but, but, but he was told to have this yeah. checked out and he didn't oh, yeah. do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It was, a, it was growing out of his back. And I told him months before and he wouldn't do it. And finally, we were on our way to New York to visit my mother. And I said, Jay, you must check this out before we go. And he went and found out what it was. And then we had to obviously cancel our trip. And my mother said, oh, my God, what am I going to do with the circus tickets? (laughs) Just one of those things that I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. I really liked uh, Jay. Uh, I liked it when he ran the he ran the bakery. I know. And I he was manager of Greens I when know. I came back and worked for half a year washing dishes just to pay some debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed relating with him and Michael Sawyer. Uh, they were together, both of whom have left this earthly realm. And both of whom, oh, right. they were great guys. Michael was great. They were great to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right, David. I, I love talking to you. We should keep doing yeah. this anyway. You know, I know it's, it's good. Fun. Hey. From time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know how it's going in Nepal. Oh, I sure uh, will. Yeah. 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 Mm. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. You take care, dear. You too, my dear. Big hugs. Yeah. Love you. Love Bye. you too. Bye bye. In the Vipassana retreats here, uh, yeah. there, there's there's two things we do that I really like. One is walking meditation. I never liked Kinhi that much. But that yeah. when but we we do it we start off with an hour of walking, then an hour of sitting and and go back and yeah. forth all day long. Uh, yeah. and uh so with uh with in the in the Vipassana retreat you did uh, you did Goenka, but you did others too, right? Yes. We also did <clears throat> a lot of walking meditation. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. In in yes. Goenka? Did you in Goenka? Yeah. Uh, in Goenka, you know, I don't remember so much, but 
in the there were like four or five teachers. Uh, John something. Let me think if I can remember their names. And they, you know, they each one had their own style, right? Yeah. But um, walking was definitely a part of it. You know, like Jack Cornfield and um, yeah. what's his name, Joseph Goldstein, and all these dudes. Yeah, you know they they all do walking meditation. Yeah, but about go, going, uh, uh, I, uh, I'm used to, when I talk to people about going. Uh, uh, usually, they say there wasn't any walking meditation. Yeah, I don't think so. It was more strict with going. Actually, uh huh, uh huh. What do they do? Do they have breaks? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, they have breaks, but it's all, you know, it's basically all sitting. Um, Is it for how long? For how long? I think they were a 50-minute period. And then what? And then you have a break. And then, you know, I I did uh, Gwenka 43 years ago. So I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious because... In the, the Vipassana retreats I've done, and they're all done in the same style, uh, this yeah. Myanmar way. Uh, right. it, it, it is not the way they all do it in Myanmar. Uh, but, and that's, uh, we start off in the morning an hour of walking and then yeah. an hour of sitting, and it keeps yeah. going. There's no break. I mean, there's a break oh. for lunch. Uh, wow. And well, the, oh, breakfast is a break for breakfast and a break for lunch, but it just keeps going. Uh-huh. So I'm just wondering with Goenka uh, how they do that. But uh, I can ask other people here. I was I was curious about your experience. All right, here's the other thing: the type of meditation that um, that uh, is used here by the monks and by the founder of Brahma Vihara Rama Bhantegiri. Yeah. It's called the Mahasa method. And it's just like Zazen. It's just focusing Uh on your breath and your aura. Uh, And, um, uh, I mean, usually when I think of Vipassana, I think of noticing and and labeling uh, different things, right? So what what, what did they do? Well, we did three days of what they called Anapa. Anapana, Anapana, just uh-huh. um, focusing on the sensation under the nostrils as you breathe. Oh, right. Um, right. And then we had seven days of what they called sweeping, starting at the top of the head, going deeper and deeper inside. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And ah. you know, sweeping from from top to bottom, back again, and all day long. That was, uh-huh. the, you know, the, and that was the um, Sayaji Ubakin was the oh. Burmese master. Sayaji Ubakin was the Burmese person who, like, was the foundation of the style that I that I studied. Uh-huh. Um, who died in 1971. Oh, same as um, Suzuki. Oh, right, right. And huh. then there was um, Mahashi Sayadaw, 
and I guess that was one of the successors who died in 1982. Well, that anyway, you, you said Mahasi. That's the yes. method. We he's the one who uh, I thought it was Mahasa, but Mahasa yes. Mahasi. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure then he's the one who who taught the method of focusing on the breath going up and down. Uh huh. You mean up and down through the body? Just in no in, 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 in the lower abdomen in the hara. Oh. They were they were oh. really into hara. I thought I thought he must have had some influence from Japanese because it was so compatible oh. with the, what I'd learned. Um, Interesting. Huh. 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 Now there was there was one uh, teacher. Uh, he was centered in South Africa, but you know he'd just come there from Myanmar, and uh, uh-huh. uh, in, in the walking meditation, he had uh, oh all these things to concentrate on. I did it. I did it. Um, I did it. That that retreat but i didn't do it later i just walked but it was like you go i can't remember now it, 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 it you put the front of your foot down and that's you call that something and then the whole foot down i don't know i can't remember uh, there were like uh, five things you notice as each foot goes down oh wow and really i, I never i never experienced that yeah um that's all too much for me, uh, but um, I'm, I'm saying. I mean, you know, uh, I think if, if if someone gets into it uh, without having uh, been uh, programmed uh, the way uh-huh. I was, you know, yeah, uh, yeah that would yeah. be fine. How, how how do you communicate when you're in Kenya and Nepal? Well, I've learned some of each of the languages. And, um, no, 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 no. I, I meant on the phone. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and then we up? can then we can go to the other. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's yeah. Up? That's what I was thinking. Everybody in Asia uses WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. We never we never make phone calls. I mean, well, that's not true. Not never. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to have my phone on me because I have WhatsApp in my laptop. Uh, right. And WhatsApp yeah, now yeah. it can be independently used in a laptop. You don't need to have the uh-huh. iPhone on. I guess you have to start with the iPhone or, or the uh-huh. smartphone. All right, then how do you communicate in Kenya and Nepal? Same. What's no, that? no, no, no. I've left that. Uh now I'm I'm asking about language. Is is there just a oh, ton of English? Yeah. Or? No, well, Swahili and Nepali. I've learned a fair bit of yeah. each, and also just I I uh, just pay attention and I know what everybody's talking about. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, very good. Well, thank you. Um, and uh, when do you leave for Nepal? Three weeks. Uh huh. Well, have a good trip. How long are you going to be there? Three weeks. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there for three weeks, also. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And when do you go back sure. to Ken- yeah. huh? What? 
short short trip for me. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 when do you go back to Kenya next? Not till April, but I'm going to Turkey in November. What are you going there I'm for? Going a vacation. I'm going to visit friends. Huh, have far a house on the west coast. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh, far yeah. out. All right. And then I'm going to Mexico in January. And what's that for? I'm going to a writing retreat. A writing retreat? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, baby. I'm working on... What? I'm working on my memoirs. Oh, cool. Cool. And who's doing the writing retreat? Some women who live on the East Coast, one of my donors invites me to do these kind of things. Oh, yeah. All right. Very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And uh, until we meet again. Until we meet again, my dear. <laughs> in, um, in, Ken- in Kenya, everybody calls everybody my darling. So, um, that That's very... Um, uh, you know, British and Australians use darling a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, you, you know, there's a Zen teacher in America named John Tarrant, who's out of the Aiken line. And I lived with John for years. And he uh-huh. would call me darling. <laughs> yeah, a lot, just every now and then. And I think it was a little funny. Uh, and I never could get used to it. Uh, I mean, I call people darling who uh, who I can grab and stuff. Uh, you know, I call good drink it darling, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> and children and pets. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dear, keep in touch, all right? Yeah, very good, very good. I'm, okay. I miss you already. Yeah, me too. Well, make one of your trips here. Come, who knows? Could be, huh? Maybe yeah. Why not? Yeah, experience mm. the the um, the Bali um, uh, traffic jams. <laughs> I would yeah. really look forward to that. <laughs> okay. All right. Lots uh, of love. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. So thanks for talking again, Gloria. Always interesting. Uh, this has been a Cuke Audio podcast. I'm DC Puba of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Senor with Dog at Bandita, Feline Cuchita, and Dear Lovely Katrinka. We're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening.